0: Purchase the Keep the Faith ebook and paperback on Amazon now at bit.ly slash keep the Faith Book. Keep the Faith by Anna Tejano Chapter sixteen Part one Beer James stood beside my chair, holding out a fresh bottle to me. I was surprised but also pleased. He was the last person I expected to talk to me, but he was the only one I really wanted to talk to all evening. Wait, are you even allowed to drink this? He asked as I accepted it, the beads of condensation sticking to my palm. To my surprise, he sat down on the empty seat beside me. Just because I'm vegetarian doesn't mean I don't drink occasionally, I said, wiping the mouth of the bottle with my free hand before taking a sip of the apple-flavored alcohol. You know that. I added after a beat. We were quiet for a while. Most of his cousins were sitting in a circle on the grass under the mango tree, drinks in hand and passing around snacks, their conversations a hum from where we sat, punctuated by bursts of laughter. The older ones sat by the pool, their legs dangling in the water as they kept an eye on some who decided that night swimming would be fun. Almost everyone was on vacation because of the Holy Week, and I could feel their excitement as they played with each other. Why do you offer me a drink? I felt silly as soon as the question was out of my mouth. You look like you needed it, he answered. You've been brooding alone here for a while now that it was starting to hurt looking at you. Are you okay? I laughed despite myself, instantly feeling a little less sullen. My argument with Maya had been replaying over and over again in my head, Remorse and anger wrestling inside my chest, with no clear winner in every round. I was still furious at what she said, and hurt that she didn't believe that I was fine. She was supposed to be my first supporter. It felt like a betrayal when she didn't give me enough credit. How could she expect me to really move on if she kept on digging up the past and flinging it to my face? Just because she was good at reading people didn't mean she knew me more than I knew myself. I knew what I said hurt too but if she was so intent on telling me the so-called truth about me, then she should have been able to accept the truth about herself. True to form, Rain hadn't asked me anything when she got back after chasing Maya. Maya would have told her, but Rain wasn't the type to ask for details. All she asked was if I was okay, and then accompanied me to the yard. I didn't want her to be sad on my account, so I convinced her to go hang out with Mark instead. She was now at the pool with him, but she glanced at me every so often, and I would nod at her each time to assure her that I was fine. So how are you, Faith? James asked. I feel like I don't know anything about you anymore. I glanced at him. I'm fine. I'm doing great. How's work? I'm surprised you're not saving the world today. (laughs) He laughed at that last bit. I don't. I laugh too. I mean, you also save the world with making sure... I looked at him and trailed off, trying to find the right words. He raised an eyebrow and waited, taking a sip from his bottle. That the accounts are all balanced? I finished lamely. James laughed. There is nothing world-saving about banking. I shrugged, unsure of what to say, but pleased that I had made him laugh. I'm heading back to Iloilo soon. Again? I glanced at him sharply, sure that I heard something different in his voice, but there wasn't anything off with this expression. It's just my first time to go back, I explained. The residents of the town are still in temporary shelters, and those will be insufficient for the next rainy season. We'll be building houses this time, not just doing relief operations. Cool, he said with a nod. He took another drink of his bottle, grinned at me, and added, It's really great of you to do that. But it didn't sound like he thought it was great. He sounded bored. Dismissive. He had a pleasant smile on his face, though, so I couldn't be completely sure. For a moment, I wished that Maya was here to help me decipher things. But if she was, then I wouldn't be talking to James at all. A memory resurfaced while I was deciding if I should disregard James's tone. It was the day I told him that I had signed up for the Ila Ila mission and that I was just waiting for Sir Tony's response. I talked about it over dinner on a Friday night, I think. We hadn't seen each other for a long time because we were both busy at work. Him with some audits at the bank and me with mobilizing relief operations for the victims of a typhoon that time. I was so excited at the possibility of going to my first long-term mission, so it was all I could talk about. But he interrupted my chattering and asked if we could talk about something else, because he was tired. He had sounded pleasant when he said it, so I buried the sting of his indifference and changed topics. I took a long swig from my bottle, making a face at the now-warm beer making its way unpleasantly down my throat. Well, saving the world is a full-time job, I said with a hollow laugh. You seem to be doing so well. I'm happy for you. Was he really happy for me? And was I really doing well? It was so easy to say yes, and I was about to agree with him, but the truth was, for the first time in the past six months, I wasn't so sure. You seem to be doing well, too, I said instead. Yes, yes. Life is great. Really great. He broke into a wide smile his eyes sparkling and taking on a faraway look as if he was recalling something. It sent a chill to my stomach, and I pulled my jacket tighter around me. "'You still have that,' he said, jerking back to the present. He laid a hand on my arm, right above the number, the day of the month when we got together. I jerked at his touch. He was surprised, but quickly schooled his expression into amusement. "'I can't even remember where I put mine.' My breath stuck in my throat My chest tight I forced my shoulders to relax And I ever so slowly let out a breath My eyes watching James as he took a sip of his beer He didn't seem to notice the gravity of what he said At least, to me My phone trilled And Nico's name flashed on my screen I have to go, I muttered Already? James glanced at his watch, then laughed Oh, I didn't realize it was so late. I'm sorry, I'll walk you out. Oh, no need. Thank you. I set my half-empty bottle down on the table and stood up. I said goodbye to Rain and Mark, then walked back to the sliding door leading inside James's house, where I found him waiting for me. I took in his appearance as I approached, the butterflies in my stomach dancing to the beat of my pounding heart. But something heavy had also settled in my stomach that the butterflies couldn't dance on, making my steps feel like lead as I forced myself to keep walking toward him. When are you leaving for Iloilo? And how long will you be there? He asked as we walked. First week of April. Three months again, but it could be longer. I'm not sure yet. He let out a long whistle. That's a long time. I'm gonna miss you. I stopped in my tracks, but he didn't seem to notice because we were already outside. Standing by the curb. What did you say? My voice sounded thin, thanks to the sudden lack of air, because I couldn't breathe. Oh, you know, because you're always here lately, he shrugged. It's nice to have you around again. Our gatherings felt incomplete. Does everyone feel that way? I did. Why was he saying all these things? And if you're leaving next week, then you wouldn't be here for Rain's birthday, James continued. I guess so, but it's okay, I wasn't around during Maya's birthday either. Saying her name made me wince, remorse and anger welling up in my chest again. I pushed them away with great effort. I'm sure Lissa's planned something fun and it would be great if you'll be there. James looked at me and gave me a cheeky grin. But don't make me keep you here, of course. I'm sure Rain would understand. Of course she would. But I'd really like it if you'd be here, he added. This conversation was getting weirder by the second. It brought on what felt like a thousand conflicting feelings. Excitement at what I think he was implying, bewilderment at why he was saying all of these, and fear at what it could mean. But the best and worst of it all was that I was starting to be filled with hope. So, will we see you at Rain's birthday? He had that smile on his face, the one I really loved. I'm going to do my best, I answered, smiling back. Great! He put an arm around me and pulled me close, and hope blossomed further in my chest, pushing my bewilderment away. So, is Nico your new boyfriend? What? No. (laughs) Seems like it. James teased. You two seemed really intense earlier. That was nothing. Guilt rejoined my mixture of emotions, and it didn't feel very pleasant with the excitement and hope. Most definitely not with hope. Nico arrived at that exact moment, his dark blue car pulling to a stop silently, right by where we stood. I waited for him to roll his window down like he always did but he turned off his car's engine and climbed out. Hey Faith, the way he said my name sounded as odd as his facial expression as he approached us. Ready to go? I nodded. I didn't realize James and I were standing that close to each other, that when I turned to say goodbye, our faces were closer than I was prepared for. James, I whispered, heartbounding. By Faith, it was nice seeing you. He said, cheerfully oblivious, pulling me into a hug. You think about what I said, okay? He added when he stepped away. This episode was sponsored by What Kind of Day by Mina V. Esguera. A senator's speechwriter accidentally joins a tour of his own city and through his passionate tour guide gets to experience a new side of Manila on what should have been the worst day of his career. Available on Amazon, Apple Books, Kobo, Google Books, and other retailers worldwide. Keep the Faith by Ana Tejano Text copyright, Ana Tejano Narrated by Jade Albert Produced by Tanya Arpa and Mina V. Esguera Purchase the Keep the Faith ebook and paperback on Amazon now at bit.ly slash keepthefaithbook. Season 3 of the Romance Class podcast features an unabridged audio version of a novel by a Filipino author featuring a Filipino narrator. We do this to make the work of Filipino authors more accessible to more readers and introduce Filipino voices in more ways than one. Help readers find us by leaving a review or a rating in Apple Podcasts. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or any podcatcher of your choice. You can find the links to subscribe on romancepodcast.com. Subscribe, share, live tweet as you listen. Add hashtag romanceclass so we can find your reactions and feedback. If you would like to sponsor this podcast, email mina at romancepodcast.com. Find more romance books by Filipino authors on romanceclassbooks.com.